You're tuned into tomorrow. Right here on the Advanced Media Network. This Into Tomorrow podcast is hosted by our partner, Blueberry Podcasting. We couldn't be happier with their service. You can get 30 days of podcast hosting free by simply visiting their website at blueberry.com. That's like a blueberry without the E's. So it's B-L-U-B-R-R-Y.com. Welcome Into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline, the interactive radio network program with the latest in high-tech products and services and the experts who bring them to you. This is Into Tomorrow. Here's Dave Graveline. From the Dexcom G6 Studios, the only continuous glucose monitor FDA permitted for kids ages two years and up, visit DEXCOM.com. I am Dave Graveline. Thank you for tuning into tomorrow during our 26th year. I am Chris Graveline. Are you sure? Sometimes. All right. Oh, and a very happy birthday to another Into Tomorrow staffer, the creator of our weekly Beth's Tech Tip in the tech newsletter and mentioned on the show all the time, Beth, who's your sister. Yeah. That would make her my daughter. My older sister. We have to, we have to put that in there. You don't have a younger sister. <laughs> <laughs> so. But I like to remind her that she's my older sister. Especially now. Since it's her birthday. Yeah. <laughs> and by the way, this is the weekend of Friday, March 26th, 2021, which is Beth's birthday. It's also the birthday of the city of Miami Beach. Oh, how exciting. Still under curfew as we speak <laughs> because of riotous spring breakers. Yeah. Or I should say raucous. They've not been rioting. They've just been very misbehaved. Don't come to our cities here in South Florida to cause trouble. I don't care if you got to blow off steam. Blow off steam in your own backyard. Exactly. Enough is enough for crying out loud. But so, want, happy no. birthday to Miami Beach and to Beth. Yes, and I wonder if Rossman was celebrating. He's probably celebrating if if he and Vicky are smart and they're all their four-legged kids. They went to a hotel somewhere, <laughs> but you got to. But they they're carrying it on until like mid-April, from Thursday through Sunday, eight p.m. curfew because of these. I've, I'm trying to say something adequate or not not terribly mean. Scumbags? Would that be too mean? Dirt no. bags? Party goers who can't control themselves? Yeah. Dumb heads, as Cameron says. Dumb heads. There you go. <laughs> so that's true. Hopefully Erasmo is uh, doing okay since he lives on South Beach. And, of course, Horatio out of New York City. It's been a quiet town for him the past year, many months. Kim in Coconut Creek, Nosami in Hialeah Gardens, Beth in Naples. We're, of course, all here to serve you and to answer your tech questions anytime, 24-7. And I apologize because I think my voice is worse this week than it was last week. I don't know what's going on, but we're it's two months now. Plus, I'm not impressed. <clears throat> but we're still the show must go on, as we have said. Many times, for many reasons. And glad that you're able to tune in. By the way, participating on the program wins you prizes. It's really easy to do as well. And we have a new way for you to do it. You can visit intotomorrow.com on any device, yeah? Yeah, your your phone, your tablet, your laptop, your desktop, yeah, anything that has a website available yeah. to it. A website or yeah. a browser. <laughs> and then on the right-hand side... There'll be a little red thing with a microphone. It says, Ask Dave. Now, you can ask me or tell me. Maybe you want to help another listener or you want to tell us your favorite app these days and why. 
and it'll prompt you for your first name and where you're uh, calling from and participating from. But we're doing special prizes for those who participate that way initially. So you want to do that for sure. Oh, by the way, so if you're like me as an Android user and you had many apps, including email and lots of others, constantly crashing this week, I spent hours cleaning my cache, removing a ton of seldom used apps, trying to uh, create more storage, rebooting into safe mode, and, and, and. I finally discovered that it wasn't my phone or anything I was doing wrong. It turns out it was Google's fault. Not that they ever, never make a mistake. They pushed a bad Android system web view update. So Google rushed and issued new Android system web view and Google Chrome updates to address the issue. So if your Android phone is still being funky, that wasn't before, then let us know if you need any additional help with that. But you need to update the web view and you should be fine. That it would- finally worked for me once. It was like, oh, sure, now you tell me. That wouldn't happen if you have an iPhone. Just saying. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> Nor would I be using it if I had an iPhone, because I don't. Yeah. Bloomberg has reported that Intel has been ordered to pay $2.18 billion after losing a lawsuit over two decade-old patents. The jury ruled that Intel infringed patents related to clock frequencies and voltage owned by a company called VLSI LLC. The company told Bloomberg in a statement, Intel strongly disagrees with today's jury verdict, <laughs> and they, of course, intend to appeal. Uh, of course they do. Steve in Lake Villa, Illinois, or is it Lake Villa? Lake Villa. Lake Villa, okay. Uh, listens to the free Into Tomorrow podcast, ah, and is calling using the new Ask Dave button on the Into Tomorrow website. Hey, Steve. Hey, Chris. Oh, <laughs> and Dave's here, too. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I think my message got lost in the app this last time around, oh. so I'm going to try it again. I kind of invested in Google smart speakers. Uh, my wife bought me a smart screen for Christmas. I have, I don't know how many little mini hubs around the house. I kind of do a surround sound through the house so I can listen to music wherever I go. So what I was thinking was I might need a tablet to go with this. So the question I have is what tablet would work kind of in the Google ecosystem with the smart screen, the speakers. I have Chromecast, but I prefer the Roku. thought you guys may have an answer. Hi, Chris. He only said hi to you. Well, he did say hi to me, too. I guess it's my lack of voice lately. But, boy, the the calls, the web app calls sound great. Yeah. So thank you, Steve. I appreciate that. Uh, But any tablet will generally work well with Google's ecosystem. Even iPads can play nice with most Google services. But if you've fully bought into Google's ecosystem, you might as well go for the closest to a Google tablet that you can get. So at the moment, Google's not listing any made-by-Google tablets on their site. You can still find the old ones online, but the fact that they're not listed on their site doesn't send the best sign about the company's willingness to support them. Tablets are not very popular anymore, so they may have just decided that it's a market segment they don't need to address directly. And since Made by Google isn't really an option for you right now, you should probably look at some of the second best to that, stock Android tablets. Mm -hmm. It's hard to truly find stock tablets that don't come with any extra bloatware from the manufacturer, but there are some uh, that might work for you. Uh, One is the Samsung Galaxy Tab S7. It's got a bright 11-inch screen, 13 hours of battery life, and it's compatible with Samsung's keyboard cases, if you're interested in that. The tablet does use a Snapdragon 865+, Plus, which is largely okay, but not 
not exactly the fastest processor around these days. You can find the Samsung Galaxy Tab S7 for around 550 bucks online. Yeah, now you can also look at the Lenovo Tab P11 Pro. It's also an 11-inch tablet with a good OLED screen. The Lenovo Tab P11 Pro has two particularly attractive features, we think. The 8,600 milliamp per hour battery and its $400 price tag, which isn't bad for a decent tablet. It's not the best around in terms of performance or cameras, but it's very good for the price. Yeah, and you should probably avoid Amazon tablets. They do run a customized version of Android, but and they're very cheap. It's not rare to find the 10-inch version for a little more than 100 bucks. but they're designed to push Amazon services from the store itself. So it's video, music, and other offerings. That doesn't mean that you won't be able to make it work if you're determined, but it'll always try to steer you towards Alexa or Amazon Music over Google's Assistant and YouTube Music, for example. Yeah. And thank you, Steve. Sorry you had trouble with app participation. Everyone who did the last two months, we knew there was a problem and we apologize. So use the new web uh, participation. You sound great. Intotomorrow.com is where you'll find it. Amid an ongoing pandemic, political transition, market volatility, and economic uncertainties in the U.S. and abroad, staying on track financially is a challenging task right now. Alex Gonzalez is a wealth manager and financial planning expert. Alex, what is the difference between building wealth and merely preserving it? Individuals focused on growth are really looking into the future with certain goals in mind. Then you have those that are focused more on preserving their wealth. In preserving assets, you're really focused on maintaining your purchasing powers. You want your dollar tomorrow to be worth as much as it is today. Is now the time to be aggressive or to play it safe? We recommend a long-term balanced approach that allows for reasonable appreciation combined with some downside protection. There's a lot of emotion tied to money in the markets, and you've got to have a plan. you got to Keep long-term, execute, and stick to what is important. For more information, you can reach out to regions.com slash wealth management. We're happy to address these questions and, and a lot more in terms of financial planning. Into Tomorrow continues. I'm Dave Graveline, somewhat voiceless still, working on it. In our 26th year on the air, covering the latest in consumer tech. All sorts of cool things available today and into tomorrow, whether they be gadgets and gizmos, products and services, whatever the case. We would love it when you participate on the program. And it's very easy to do. We've got even a brand new way for you to do that. When you visit us at intotomorrow.com, where, of course, you'll find all of our audio and video links to all of our guests so you can see the guest and see the products we're talking about. And, of course, also subscribe to our free podcast. But now there's a new thing on the site. On the right-hand side, on any device that you use, your phone, your tablet, your computer, you'll see a little red Ask Dave microphone button. And you can click that and ask a question, make a comment, help another listener, whatever you would like to do, and participate that way. So between that, we've got app calls, uh, web calls, and even the old-fashioned way still works anytime, 24-7, 800-899-INTO. That's 800 899 86, we want to hear from you. Our next guest sells an omnidirectional treadmill, if you will, that lets players walk and run and even walk and run backwards, all kind of fun stuff inside video games. 
and VR Worlds. He's the founder and CEO of Virtuix, and his name is Jan Goodluck. Jan, welcome back into tomorrow. How are you, sir? Very well. Thank you, Dave, for having me. Pleasure, it, pleasure to be part of your show. It's a pleasure to have you with us as well. You're doing something quite unique. And uh, and Chris, of course, is also mixing video. And in the control room, they're, they're watching the video of exactly what this device is. We, I was reminded by one of my producers that we interviewed one of your associates at the Game Developers Conference way back uh, in 2014 uh, when you were introducing this, mostly for arcades and maybe shopping malls and, and big operations. Uh, we were even more excited when we heard that you will be introducing a version for consumers. So first of all, tell me a little bit about the company that you founded, and then let's get into the goodies. Yeah, excellent. Yeah, we, we sell the Omni. The Omni, as you mentioned, is an omnidirectional platform um, that lets players walk around inside video games and other virtual reality applications. So it's a wild experience. Um, we've been around for a few years as a company. Uh, we were one of the first companies in this new wave of virtual reality innovation. Uh, in the last few years, we have focused on the commercial markets, mm-hmm. uh, mostly VR arcades, entertainment centers, and sold our, our attraction to those type of venues. And now, uh, excitingly uh, enough, we are bringing the Omni to the home. That is our next our next phase of our company, to bring an Omni system to consumers for home use. And I don't remember at the time, again, way back in 2014, uh, what the cost was, but it was certainly prohibitive, I think, for most consumers. That's why you were, of course, addressing the business end of things, a B2B, if you will. But now the B2C or business-to-consumer operation uh, is very exciting. Do you have a price yet and an, a potential availability on the Omni for the home? Yep, absolutely. And the Omni for the home, we call the system Omni One. Uh-huh. So Omni One is our upcoming home system. It's not ready yet. We plan to start shipping by the end of this year. Good. Uh, the price will be, it's still not for everybody. It's uh, around, it's $2,000 for the complete system, okay. uh, including a headset. So it's a complete entertainment system that works out of the box. Uh, it's, you know, towards our investors, we often use the term Peloton for gamers. Oh, I like that. And it, it's a great analogy because it does kind of drive that point home because you are writing it, if you will. You are engaged. And a lot of folks listening and, of course, watching the video at intotomorrow.com are able to say, yeah, VR is very cool. We've talked about it for years, of course. But we've also talked about how with the exception of some gaming, it really hasn't found a niche, it seems, in these last many years. But then you take it an amazing giant step further, I think, with the Omni. So tell me, first of all, what you think is the, the current state of VR in gaming and where, do, where are we headed into tomorrow? Yeah, yeah. VR took, a, uh, took some time to take off uh, mass markets. Uh, it really followed the, the Gardner hype cycle, for those who are familiar with that. It was a peak of the hype in 2015, 16, and then the trough of disillusionment. You know what, VR, it's not taking off as much. There's not yet tens of millions of headsets in the field. What's going on? And now we are in this, what I call a slope of enlightenment. VR is now steadily taking off. Uh, Oculus Quest, for example, which is a, a, a consumer product, $300 for the headset, great headset. They are approaching the 10 million unit mark, so mm. certainly getting there, now finally getting to that mass market adoption, 
we indeed take it to the next level. With the Omni, you're not just sitting down, you're not just standing in place with a headset on and pushing buttons on a, on a controller to move around. With the Omni, you, you are physically moving around, walking around, running around inside that virtual world. Uh, so we do take it to take it to the next level. It's almost like in the movie Ready Player One. You know, if uh-huh. some have seen that movie. That that's really what we offer. It's it's we put players inside the video game or inside the, the virtual world. In fact, you really help a player to be one with the game in every sense of the word. I mean, we talk about these VR headsets, you know, Facebook's Oculus, all this other stuff, and that's fine for some people, but. You're not knocking over uh, a coffee table or tripping over the dog or, or something of that nature. You're actually immersed in a game. And when it calls for walking or even running or backing up and so forth, you're doing it. And you've got wireless controllers. Again, we're showing this on the video right now at intotomorrow.com. So you've got to really see this. Even if you're not into gaming, this is awesome. This is truly a cool product, I think. Yeah, th- thank you, Dave. And, and it's beyond gaming. Uh, gaming is certainly a clear application. Uh, lots of gamers out there that want to be truly immersed in, in the game, and that's what this offers. But beyond gaming, you can think of uh, you know, virtual tourism, you know, walking around inside uh, Paris wow. uh, it, it, virtually. Yeah. Or uh, enterprise applications as well, like training and simulation, exercise and fitness, you know, trade shows, events social gathering. So there's many more applications beyond gaming of VR and of the Omni specifically, which truly allows you to move around naturally inside those virtual worlds. And that, that makes a big difference, uh, highly immersive. And, and Jan, you bring up yet another good point, and that is even just a physical fitness opportunity. I mean, I'm lucky if I manage to get on my run-of-the-mill treadmill, you know, standard treadmill, but I can't even do that if, if I don't have the TV on across the room and crank it up and try to be somewhat motivated in that sense. But if I if I'd used an Omni, I would see that, number one, I'm not going to fall off the treadmill either. Explain to the radio audience who have yet to see this video uh, how that works, how you're kind of, in a sense, strapped in. But I don't mean that in a confining way. Yeah. Yeah. You, you are held in place with Omni One. You wear a, a, a vest uh, that is part of the, uh, the system. And, and you are right. You, you cannot fall. You cannot trip. You're securely in place, but you are able to move around in 360 degrees. And you are correct. You are burning calories while playing video games. Oh, yeah. It is a treadmill. You are walking or running. Some of our players are running at full speed, you know, playing a first-person shooter game, highly intense. And 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 that, that part is, is appealing to, to many. Hey, I can play video games, but hey, this, this may also help me stay in shape. Or parents who want to get their kids over the couch uh, hey, play the Omni. At least you're moving around and not, and not sitting on on your butt. So, so, so that's yeah, that, true. It's a nice side benefit. What what a great marketing opportunity! Hey, parents, get your kids off their butts. Uh, I think right there you're going to get a lot of attention. Oh, how do I do that? Uh, and then work on some financing or something, and they'll say, you know what, it's very worth it, by all yeah. means. So now, uh, again, for the radio audience yet seeing the video, and you've got to do that when you have a chance at intotomorrow.com. If you're driving, don't be looking at the radio. The point is, imagine. Imagine kind of an oversized satellite dish is probably a good way to describe it that you're walking on, that you're standing on, um, and you're literally moving inside this uh, concave disc, I guess is a good way. How do you describe the base? 
Yeah, you did that pretty well, Dave. A <laughs> concave uh, dish is uh, is a good way to put it. Yeah. Good. And now, do you need special shoes or something? Because it looks like you're doing moonwalking in some cases or or kind of like Michael Jackson, where you're sliding. And it seems mm. to me that you can't do that in like a regular pair of sneakers. You just get stuck there. Exactly. The whole technology is based on low friction. So it's a treadmill, but it doesn't have moving parts. It's not that you have belts you know, rolling around in, in various directions. It's actually based on low friction. It's a low friction base. Good. And you also wear low friction shoes. Uh, so you basically slide on this dish, but the shoe is designed as such that it mimics a natural gait. So to your brain, it actually feels like you're walking on a treadmill, yeah. um, but but you're actually sliding. So that that's really the, the key to this technology. Jan, there is so much more to talk about that if you don't mind, we're going to take a quick break, pay a couple of our bills, especially to be able to afford something like this, and then come back and talk more with Jan Goodluck, the founder and CEO of Virtuix. It's VIR. R-T-U-I-X.com and be certain to come by intotomorrow.com and check out this video especially. take a lot of medicine or take care of someone that does? Hero is the new smart device that makes life easier by pre-sorting a 90-day supply of up to 10 different pills. Just pour them in and Hero does the rest. So easy to use and saves me so much time. I never miss a dose. I'm never late for a dose anymore. And that is so critical to me. What I like best about my Hero is that it's so easy to set up and it's so easy to use. And I don't have to worry about my pills or get distracted and forget, did I take that pill or not? Because it reminds me. It alerts and dispenses with the push of a button. Plus, Hero sends a friendly alert to you and a caregiver. Hero is amazing, but you could even live out of state with the person and still program their Hero from the convenience of your phone. I feel better than I have ever felt simply because I have this device. Try Hero risk-free for 30 days. If you don't love it, you don't keep it. Call 800-613-2715. That's 800-613-2715. 800-613-2715. Call now. Welcome back into Tomorrow. I'm Dave Graveline. We're talking with the founder and CEO of Virtuix and run around in VR. This is full body virtual reality and esports for your home as well coming up later this year. We're talking to Jan Goodluck. I understand, Jan, that you organize a lot of esports events as well. Does that include the Omni and, and the being able to do some virtual reality gaming with it? Yeah, exactly. Esports is an up and coming trend. It's basically competitive gaming, video yeah. gaming, people mm-hmm. making money and being part of teams playing video games, uh, which is becoming more and more popular here in the U.S. And seems like more and more people making money doing that, which is interesting. A lot of people are like, wow, must be nice. I love to play video games. Imagine doing it for a living. Well, it doesn't happen to a lot of people, but those that can achieve that, good on them. Good on them, but they will tell you that it's no longer just a hobby. They work out, they have a training regimen. It's intense. It's almost like, it's it's like, literally like being a a professional athlete. Uh, Most of them will tell you that it's, 
no longer that much fun either. You know, once you do it competitively. Yeah. But but we do it too with our uh, Omni Arena attraction, which we have at places like Dave and Buster's, those kind of entertainment venues I mentioned. And there's weekly and monthly esports contests with a hundred thousand dollar prize pool. Wow. And so every week players come play. They come play on the Omnis, and they can win prizes if they if they hit the, the highest score. And the neat thing is that we add a physical element to that video gaming because, yes, it's a video game, but, hey, you are also physically active on the Omni. So we add wow. physicality to the esports part, which is really exciting, both for players and also for the audience. And I like the fact that it doesn't seem that there's much of an opportunity to hurt yourself. As I mentioned earlier, with just a plain VR headset, you want to try to walk around a little bit, you may be tripping. I've seen way too many people doing that, even at game developer conferences or trade shows and stuff. It's like, really? You know, they rope off an area and they, they're standing by to catch you when you fall. That's not likely to happen with the Omni. Won't happen. No, you are <laughs> held in place and strapped in place. So, yeah, no no one's falling uh, on the Omni. Good. Now, is there an age limit, uh, lower and upper, for the Omni? Yeah, it's basically the age limit for VR in general. Uh, younger kids, let's say five years, six years, and younger, tend to have a hard time seeing through the VR glasses because their their eyes are still too close together. And their so heads the are too small to hold it, probably. Un- yeah, the, the VR headset is too big, and you yeah. hear them say, oh, I can't, it's blurry, it's blurry, I can't see. So typically for VR in general, I'd say seven years is probably the minimum age and then there's no and then there's no upper upper limit uh, frankly as long as you can stand and walk at at whatever age (laughs) you'll be you'll be fine with it Jan where do you see virtual reality headed into tomorrow in general certainly I'm guessing uh, a lot more of the omni sort of scenario uh, but do you think we're going to see some more ebbing and flowing and ups and downs if you will I think it's only up from here. I think we're on that slope of enlightenment of the Gartner hype cycle, as I, as I mentioned. Yeah. So it's slowly and steadily gaining bigger and bigger and bigger audiences, more users, more consumers, more headsets in the field. Uh, the technology is very good now. You no longer need a gaming PC to power VR. The standalone headset, you put it on your head, self-contained, everything just works easily out of the box for everybody. That That's the game changer. So yeah, I think VR, VR will become more and more dominant as a form of entertainment, uh, gaming, but also more and more for other applications. I do think we'll, we'll start moving more towards Ready Player One, towards that, that movie where uh, a lot of people start to spend a lot of time in VR, whether that's for gaming or other applications. Sure. And uh, whether that's with the Omni or without the Omni, of course, the cool kids have the Omni. <laughs> of course, the, the cool rich kids at the moment. Uh, but in the meantime, though, uh, is it easy to add other games, whether it's gaming or or, or ultimately to add videos for virtual tourism or some uh, physical fitness kind of videos? Uh, is it like plugging in a USB or something of that nature to, to add more games, since you mentioned there's not a standalone PC involved? Yeah, no, the games are part of the, the game store that is part of the self-contained headset. Okay. Uh, it's almost like a mobile phone on, on your head, frankly. Oh, gotcha. uh, and so there's a game store on, on the headset. Uh, yeah, games for VR are typically designed in a, what is called a game engine, Unity or Unreal Engine 4. So there's some work there. Uh, we have a, a kit that easily integrates with existing content, existing games. So it's not that difficult to integrate our device specifically into existing VR games. 
Uh, but it, it's a bit more involved than just a video. It's really creating a whole 3D environment. Sure. But there's tools nowadays that make that uh, more and more easy and, and quick. And Jan, you mentioned earlier Dave and Buster's. Is that a, the, one of the kinds of places where folks can can see and even experience the Omni? That's right. Yeah, we are at over 500 entertainment venues around the world with our commercial system, awesome. including Dave and Buster's here in the U.S., uh, Sky Zone. Uh, trampoline parks, those type of venues, many of those have, have an Omni system. Terrific. And that's the kind of place you want to take uh, the family. And then when they have such a great time, then work on, you said it's available by the end of this year. So maybe just in time for Christmas. <laughs> so yep. the whole family yeah. can decide that's what we want for Christmas in the game room. Terrific. Get them off the butts, off the couch <laughs> and, and on to the Omni. Exactly. Yep. Exactly right. Yeah, there's, and, and Omni One specifically, you can find more information information at invest.vertrix.com. We're doing a small financing round even for Omni One, which is, is breaking records. But anyone who's mm-hmm. interested in that aspect, how can I participate? How can I invest in a, in a company like ours? Actually, you can today. Uh, at invest.vertrix.com. You'll see more information there. I understand you're working with uh, Regulation A crowdfunding. What does that mean real quick? Yeah, exactly. This is a new regulation. It's a few years now that allows everyday investors to invest in technology startups uh, like ours, for example, filed with the SEC, so official. Uh, usually that, before that wasn't possible. Everyday investors could not invest in tech startups. You could not invest, for example, in Facebook or Amazon or those kind of companies yeah. in their early days. You had to wait until they went public. Nowadays, with Reg A, Regulation A, you can invest in tech startup like ours. And we're doing such a campaign right now. It's almost 100% funded, I shall say. It's a $15 million round. Wow. And we're at $13 million today. And it's over April 2nd. So we're at the tail end. And it's broken records, frankly. It's, it's gone beyond our wildest dreams. So we're very happy with it. But it, it is indeed possible now to invest and participate in, in the upside potential of, of VR and a product like ours. Oh, terrific. And that's because you have something that is truly of interest to a lot of people. Again, as I said, even if you're not into gaming, you've got to check out the Omni. And you can do that at virtuix.com. It's V-I-R-T-U-I-X. Dot com. We'll get you there, of course, when you visit us at intotomorrow.com. And you're going to do that because you've got to see the video of my interview with Jan. And we're showing you the Omni. And we're even taking a peek at the uh, consumer version of the Omni in this video as well. So do check it out. Run Around in VR is a great way to talk about it. It's a full-body virtual reality and esports for your home. And it's coming from Virtuex. Jan, thanks so much for joining us. Make sure we stay in touch when it is out on the market and available by the end of this year. we got to have you back on at the very least to talk more about it. Thank you so much, Dave, for having me. Th- thanks. It's my really pleasure. It. Sure, it's our pleasure. Virtuix.com for more. When you visit us at intotomorrow.com, you can check out that video. And again, you really want to see this because you can imagine all sorts of opportunities. Like, I'm personally not a gamer. But I would love to use it instead of my boring regular treadmill. I would love to take some virtual tourism trips, if you will, and walk through all sorts of things. Imagine walking through museums or something or walking through a city you've always wanted to go to. I think this is going to be a truly an extra great opportunity with products such as this. So do check it out, intotomorrow.com. I'm Dave Graveline, bringing you further Into Tomorrow, right here on the Advanced Media Network.
When you're a new podcaster, you may need a little help setting everything up. Like us at Into Tomorrow, you want a company that's there when you need them, who actually picks up the phone when you call. That's Blueberry Podcasting. Call 1-877-729-8642 or visit Blueberry.com. That's B-L-U-B-R-R-Y dot com. Nosomi starting that movement, DVM, Dave's Voice Matters. Boy, tell that to my vocal cords that are having trouble. Welcome back into Tomorrow. I am Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you in part by Blueberry Podcasting. Starting your own podcast is easy. Just go to Blueberry.com and get your free trial. That's Blueberry without the E's. B-L-U-B-R-R-Y dot com. Jump aboard the time machine. You've got mail. Time to head into yesterday with This Week in Tech History. History, 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 history. Here's Chris. History, history. Sorry, I'm trying to get it out. Your it's voice just is history. E- oh, God. Oh. <laughs> oh, God forbid. This week in 1797, Nathaniel Briggs of New Hampshire patented an early form of washing machine for clothes called the Box Mangler. This was a heavy frame containing a large box filled with rocks on a series of wooden rollers. Two people were required to move the box back and forth in order to clean the clothes inside. Oh, man, I am so excited. I may vomit. In 1880 this week, the first electric streetlights ever installed by a municipality were turned on in beautiful Wabash, Indiana. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Well, sure, because it lit up the streets. In 1951, Remington Rand delivered the first Univac 1 computer to the United States Census Bureau. All systems are functioning within normal parameters. It's a good thing. I think that's what it said as soon as they turned it on. <laughs> in 1960 this week, the first U.S. weather satellite was launched. Tiros 1 was put into orbit and, and transmitted the first television picture from space. Meteorologists saw the first pictures of a mid-latitude cyclone over the northeastern U.S. In 1976, this week, Apple Computer was founded by Steve Jobs, Steve Wozniak, and Ronald Wayne in a garage in, in a garage in Cupertino, California. Just two weeks later, Ronald Wayne, the third founder that most people forget about, sold his 10% stake in Apple for $800. Oh, my. That stake today, had he held on to it? would be worth more than $75.5 billion. Oh, my gosh. $75 billion, but he only got $800. Yeah. Last wow. I heard, he doesn't regret his decision, but he lives in a, in a trailer out in Nevada somewhere. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life. So. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And this week in 2004, Google announced a new service to the public, a project that up until then was known by the codename Caribou. The project's real name was Gmail and was originally thought to be an April Fool's joke. Great. However, it was very real and quickly became one of the most popular email services around. That's our look back at This Week in Tech History, brought to you by IFA in Berlin, the most significant tech trade show for consumer electronics and home appliances. Get more info at ifa-berlin.com. We shall do just that. Lance in Dearborn, Michigan, listens online. Welcome, Lance. I've been getting into uh, home gardening now more lately, and I am planning, since I live in some of the northern states, to uh, try to do some indoor gardening. And I was wondering, are there any sensors or anything that I could use, any sort of tech that would help me in my... uh, desire to get you know the perfect tomato uh either outdoors or indoors how, how do you live in some of the northern states 
Wouldn't you live in one of the states? Maybe. I'm, I'm confused. Well, maybe he's at one of those points where, like, you know, three or four corners where you can step into his garden and he's in a different state but in his home. Yeah, maybe that's it. Yeah. But, Lance, good good question. And kind of like Chris, who's been getting into gardening lately, and it seems like everything he tries to grow grows like crazy. Why? How? Because I'm just that good. Oh, right. <laughs> but Lance, the main sensor you'd be able to use is a soil moisture sensor. They're relatively inexpensive. For example, a Planet Link soils sensor will cost you about $35 and can be calibrated to monitor for the moisture requirements of tens of thousands of different plants. Those kinds of sensors are not all the same, however. Uh, you can find smart ones that will alert your phone if the plant needs more water, which can be a helpful hint if you're new at this hobby. It's not rare for sensors like these to need to be linked to a hub, for example, like Samsung's SmartThings hub. Uh, there's a little bit of a pain uh, in getting all that set up because you'll need one extra device, but it does help extend battery life by using less energy-hungry radios, if you will, than what Wi-Fi would require. Yeah, and that reminds me of a very you know low-tech, but when I was a kid, I thought it was a high-tech moisture sensor that my grandmother had in her plants, and it was a simple little like bird that stuck into the soil, had batteries in it, and when it sensed that it needed soil, the bird started chirping. Really? And when I was a kid, I thought that was the coolest thing in the world. But these, are, these, these work similar ways. They just send a signal to your phone. You even told her, don't water it. I want to wait for it to chirp. Exactly. Okay. Now, Lance, since you mentioned indoor gardening, you might be interested in some of the all-in-one indoor smart garden devices. These are boxes that have room for the plants themselves, but also include monitoring and grow lights. Oh, cool. Some can control their humidity as well to create an ideal environment for the plants. Now, there are lots and lots of these boxes to the point that they're fairly generic, and it'd be hard to recommend an actual brand. A few years ago, they made up about 30% of all the major tech trade shows. They normally start at around $100 and go up in price depending on both size and features. For example, the soil sensor and humidity control, but also Wi-Fi alerts, automatic watering, automatic light scheduling, and so forth. Wow, very cool. So, Lance, let us know what you end up using, or maybe a combination of the plethora of suggestions that we provided, and what works and doesn't work for you, so you'll help... Not only Chris, who's big time into gardening as well, but others listening that want to do the same thing. And there's even some of these smart light bulbs that have uh, modes. I know you've got one in your bedroom because you've got a plant in there to try yeah. to help oxygenate your room. <laughs> yeah. And you've got a Wiz smart bulb. So mm -hmm. I know that you know when you, when you leave the bedroom in the morning, you have it go into the grow light mode. Yeah, so which we'll is really strange to see this purple light emanating from my bedroom during the day because that's I just leave that one on so that the plant grows toward it. And I'll be darned if it's, it's working. And I'm, I was surprised. It's probably any light, but this one happens to be, they call it a grow light because it's kind of a purple hue. Maybe it is better for the plant. I don't know, but it's working. So this little philodendron, whatever kind of thing seems to be healthy. Yeah. And I forget to water it anyway. Well, those are hard to kill. Okay. That's why. <laughs> that's why it's good for you to have. <laughs> Very good. I, I also do manage to grow... Uh, between you and Fausto helping me, uh, Cameron's big strawberry planter out front on my front porch. And I, I pulled seven strawberries off it the other day. You know, yes, in March here in Miami. And they were very sweet and tasty and wonderful. And there's a probably 20 or 30 more growing, waiting to turn red and, and be juicy. 
That's one of the joys of living in South Florida. We have very long grow seasons outside. Yeah, that's very true. But that's about it in terms of what I grow. Although I do have a mango tree for the first time getting little tiny baby mangoes the size of a pea so far. If I'm lucky, maybe one will grow into a mango. Just keep those squirrels away. Yeah, exactly. But you got to monitor it for me because I'm not, I don't have the green thumb. More, and of course, we want to hear from you. Try the new web call system that you can do when you visit us at intotomorrow.com. Thousands of people contact InventHelp monthly about their invention or new product. Do you think companies would be interested in your idea? Do you want to try to get a patent? Call InventHelp now. Best of all, the call and information are free. InventHelp keeps your idea confidential, explaining every step of the invention process. We create professional materials and submit them to companies who are looking for new ideas in your category. We have more than 9,000 companies who have agreed to review new ideas in confidence. If a company shows interest in manufacturing your invention, we can negotiate on your behalf. We have helped over 10,000 clients receive patents. We offer 3D modeling and animation, prototyping services, and we use state-of-the-art technology to present client ideas to additional companies. Join people just like you who made the call to InventHelp. You have nothing to lose. Call us for free information at 1-800-460-1663. That's 1-800-460-1663. Again, 1-800-460-1663. Born on the radio, raised by technology. You're tuned into tomorrow. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. If you'd like any of the particular prizes we've got when you participate on the show by calling our 800 number at 800-899-INTO, that's 800-899-4686, or looking for that new Ask Dave button on our website at intotomorrow.com. No promises, no guarantees, but if you tell us some of these prizes we're going to list when you call in, we will do our best to get that item to you. Ah, like for example, we've got from Infinicor, Wally Grip Detachable Wallets, Grips, and Stands for your smartphone. From Turtle Beach, a Stealth 700 wireless gaming headset. From LFO, infrared e-therm ear and forehead thermometers for babies, kids, and adults. And Chris has been using one the last few days because he got his first COVID vaccine and got a fever. So he can attest to the fact that they work. Yes, and they said that that was a good sign because it means it's working. Yeah, it is. Though I I never got it on mine, but oh well. Well, but you had COVID and never had a fever anyway. That's true. The whole time, never had a fever, nor since. I was very fortunate there. We've also got from Benji Lock, fingerprint padlocks. The key is at your fingertips. Oh, that those are cool. From Pet Peanut, this is a fun new way to manage your tech rage. And from TurboTax, because the IRS has given us another month to file our income taxes, although I've already done mine. Isn't that nice of the IRS to give anything to us? Oh, yeah. <laughs> We've still got some online codes good for any of their products, so you can uh, file your income tax fast and easily. And those things are worth up to 200 some dollars. Yeah. So any of their various products available, if you've yet to do your taxes, you might want to ask for one of the TurboTax codes, and we'll get that to you. That's got some real good value and timely, if you will, available to you. So how does one participate on the program anytime, 24-7? You can call 800-899-4686, which is 800-899-INTO. 
Or you can look for the Ask Dave button on our website at intotomorrow.com. And a fix soon is coming to our free Into Tomorrow app. So stand by if you yes. try to participate that way. Stay tuned because we're going to let you know we've been testing the heck out of it literally around the world. And there are still a couple of bugs. Imagine that. The tech show that can't get the app correct after some email server change issues and all sorts of nonsense. But we're working on it. So stay tuned. Meantime, visit intotomorrow.com. Look for that on the right-hand side. Can't miss it. Little microphone. Ask Dave again at intotomorrow.com.